Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning in the reading from the Gospel of John, John says this to us. He says these words. The Word, yes, the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. But what on earth does that mean? What does that mean? The Word became flesh. Now, because the majority of us here are not familiar with Jewish culture, we do not and perhaps cannot understand what John means by that phrase, the word. And so, if we can for a moment this morning, let us explore what is meant by the term, the word. Now, for the average first century Jewish person, words were more They were more than just mere puffs of wind, just sounds coming out of the mouth. For the Jewish person, words were, get this, they were alive. Words, they did things. Words had energy. Words, they were charged with power. And so they were not just mere puffs of wind, just mere sounds. They were charged things of power. Now, even though we live in a Western civilization, this still makes sense to us. For example, rewind the clock a bit. Remember when you were a child, at least for me, I remember this very clearly, and your parents raised their voice. Yes, words of an angry mother were alive, (laughs) full of energy, and charged with power. The words of an angry mom that could make a little disobedient kid clean their room up very quickly. And so, my friends, we get it. It makes sense. Words charged with power. But back to the first century Jewish thinking. Even though words were powerful for the average Jewish person, get this, words from God were viewed as even more powerful. The reason being, well, the word of God actually created things. If you can recall in the Old Testament, The Word spoke things into existence at the very beginning of the Bible. And so there was no Big Bang, no evolution, no natural selection, yada, yada, yada. Just the Word, my friends, just the Word. The Word spoke and things happened. Let there be light. And there was light. And so it was understood that the speech of God was very powerful. Where the word was present, there would always be something happening. When God spoke in the Old Testament, it was always the word. When the prophets spoke, it was always the word. And the word did things. So all of this brings us back around to the phrase, yes, that phrase, the word becomes flesh. The word became flesh. In other words, when John says the word became flesh, He is saying that the word from the Old Testament 
came on the human scene, arrived on the human scene. The word acts afresh as a human being with flesh and with blood. When John says the word became flesh, he refers none other to the babe lying in the manger, Christ Jesus. Now, this morning, do not let this escape you. This is not some obscure and meaningless theological point that theologians discuss over coffee and seminary. In other words, the fact that the word put on flesh means that the word of Christianity is not a collection of theories and philosophies and ideas. You see, by the word putting on flesh, it means that the word of Christianity is not an ideological system existing in the minds of religious people. The word of Christianity is not based on popular opinions or a democracy, if you will. No, instead, the word came into humanity with flesh and blood. The eternal word is Jesus Christ, Christ with flesh and blood, born and laid in a manger. Now, it is important to keep in mind that unlike Christianity, there are many heretical religions and movements of the world that are not based on flesh and blood. For example, unlike Christianity, the Mormon church, the Mormon church that is established down in Utah, the Mormon church, we should perhaps say the Mormon sect, bases everything upon supposed golden plates that were revealed by an angel. And Islam? Islam, much like Mormonism, Islam is based upon an angel named Gabriel that supposedly revealed guidance to Muhammad through various, get this, visions. And my friends, the same is true with countless movements. For example, communism is based upon several political thoughts and theories. Feminism is based on a sort of sociological ideologies. Globalization is based on some core policies. And so what all of these religions and movements have in common is that they're connected to visions, they're connected to thoughts, they're connected to theories and ideologies and policies, oftentimes ethereal things. But this is not the case with Christianity. Christianity comes back to the Word, and the Word, well, it put on flesh. The Word is flesh and blood. And since the word put on flesh, it means that if you want to hear from God, you don't go running towards visions and theories and ideologies, but rather you simply listen to who? To Christ, the one who put on flesh and was laid in that manger. If you want to connect to that which the whole world owes its existence to, do not run towards policies and thoughts but listen to Christ, Christ Jesus, the Word who put on flesh and was laid in that manger. If you want comfort amid the sting of death itself, do not run to various signs. Do not run to various visions and signs and superstitions, but listen to Jesus Christ, the Word who put on flesh and was laid in a manger. And as you listen to the Word put on flesh, Know this, the word who put on flesh is still alive, powerful, and full of energy. For example, when Jesus spoke 
in the New Testament, when he spoke to the stormy winds and the waves, as we read in the Gospels, and he essentially tells the winds and the waves to shut up, well, what happens? The wind and the waves, they bow to the majestic words of Jesus, and they bow instantaneously, settling before the power of his word. It makes sense, does it not? Jesus speaks and nature listens. And when Jesus confronted death itself in the New Testament, all it would take is a simple word. A simple word and death would release its grasp from its victim. And so we see that blindness and muteness and leprosy and dropsy and bleeding and death itself, they were no match for the word. The reason is, the same word that created the world in Genesis chapter 1 is the same word that put on flesh and blood in the New Testament, the same word that spoke and nature and diseases listened. Dear baptized saints, the word of God is not some vague, ethereal, floaty, and obscure message hidden from our ears. No, the word is a person. And that person is the babe born in Bethlehem. That person is the one that was born, the one that was crucified, the one that was buried, the one that was resurrected. And so because the word became flesh and blood, died and rose again, we should listen to that word. We should listen to him. And we should listen to him often. For when we listen to the word who put on flesh, we hear him saying this to us. Ah, it is done. Your sins are atoned for. Do not fear, little flock. I will call you forth from death to life. Listen, dear flock, I will come back to make all things new. Dear flock, no one will snatch you from my hands. I'm the way, the truth, and the life for you. Dear friends, Jesus is not only the center of the Old and New Testament, but as the eternal word, he is the author of all of scriptures. And so he continues to speak to you and me today so that we might listen and that we might hear and that we might have assurance and comfort this day beyond all uncertainty. Yes, you are to listen to the word who put on flesh so that you might not fear, but might be strengthened in the faith unto life everlasting. The word became flesh, which means that your Christ is for you and not against you. That word lives today speaking to us gospel truths of assurance. Stand firm, dear saints. Rest in the word who became flesh for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.